0: Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. In this episode, we'll be addressing the mysterious idea of balance in motherhood. What is it? Is it even possible? And how the heck do we find it? Is it just an illusion or something we can actually achieve? Let's talk about it. Today's episode is sponsored by Beautiful and Simple, an online boutique filled with products that encourage us to slow down and find the beauty in everyday life. I proudly wear the shirts that say I love you when I go work out. It helps me to see the words in the mirror when I'm in the middle of class. I'm reminded why I showed up in the first place because I love my body and want to nourish it with movement. Reading the words I love you often give me the push I need to stay positive and keep going even when class gets hard. Go check out the collection of mugs, shirts and bags currently available at beautifulandsimple.com. That's beautifulandsimple.com. Balance. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Do you think that when we say we're looking for more balance in our motherhood journey that that's what we're actually looking for? Or is it something else? There are people who talk about balance and promise that it is possible, and I'm sure some people have found their own truths and what balance looks like for them. But I can't help but think that there is no one-size-fits-all answer for anything. This includes all things motherhood, but especially balance. Once you start to look at the world through the lens of there is no one size fits all answer, you'll find so much personal freedom because now you can look at ideas as possibilities instead of absolute truths. Just because Jenny down the street parents one way and it seems to be working for her doesn't mean that her way of doing things is the answer for you or any mom. But I'm sure there are things we can learn from Jenny. She's showing us possibilities and giving us ideas. That's a healthy way of looking at it, trying to understand her way of parenting without trying to be her. Instead of thinking that Jenny's way is right or the only way, we know that there is no one-size-fits-all answer for everybody. Jenny's just figured out what works for her individual family, and we're trying to figure out what works for our individual family. Stacy at Mom's Group may seem like she's found balance in her life, but again her way isn't the one-size-fits-all answer. She's found what works for her. We can be encouraged by that, learn from it, even ask for a few pointers, but we can't expect the answers she gives us to be the ones we've been looking for for ourselves. All ideas become possibilities instead of points of comparison when we look at it through this lens. Comparison just falls to the wayside because what someone is talking about simply becomes a suggestion rather than an answer. Even what I'm going to talk about today, these aren't promised answers. These are thinking points for us to take a look at what balance means for ourselves. So, we've got moms who believe in balance and promise that it is possible. Then you have people who have banished the word altogether. They don't believe in balance, they don't seek it, and they sure as heck don't use the B word. I fall somewhere in the middle of all this. I like the idea of balance and I sure want more of it if it's an actual thing, but I don't want to spend a lot of time searching for this holy grail of motherhood just in case it's actually a wild goose chase. So what is it? What is balance? Oh, let's unpack this. (laughs) I think when we talk about finding more balance in our lives, what we're after might be a feeling. a a feeling of being settled into our role as a mom, a feeling that we're good enough, A a feeling like we have everything under control, feeling like we have time and energy to give to ourselves in every area of our life, to our kids, our partner, work, family, friends, interest, and ourselves. When we first become moms, the transition can be pretty rough. It can feel like we've been thrown into motherhood, even if we prepared for it. Our whole lives get flipped upside down in good ways and not so good ways. That alone can start to bring up feelings of imbalance. And then as our kids grow, it just gets flipped again and again and again with each age and stage. Their needs change. Our needs change. Times change. Life's obligations and demands on us start to feel like too much, which can leave us feeling like not enough, which kind of makes me wonder if balance is good a simple math problem. Too much plus not enough equals imbalance. Maybe we have to reverse the equation to find balance. Balance equals feeling like enough plus doing less. I don't know. It could work. I actually like the idea of doing less and feeling like enough. I'd welcome those feelings any day. So if that's what balance is, sign me up. I'm suddenly a believer. Or maybe we have to let go of the idea of achieving balance altogether. Oh man, let's dive into some of these ideas and see if we end up feeling, I don't want to say more balanced, but better, more at peace by the end of the show. One option is to quit it cold turkey, just abandon the whole idea of balance altogether and just stop striving for it. Easier said than done, but I've read about quite a few people doing just that and feeling pretty good about it. Balance just disappears off your radar like it never existed. Some people might see this as irresponsible or not really dealing with the unsettling feelings of imbalance, but I would argue that this is actually a really positive first step for a lot of moms. At the very least, it's an action step in a direction. It's changing your mindset to focus less on what feels like an impossible goal and just move forward, finding what brings you actual peace. I think some of us feel imbalanced from the act of seeking balance. So maybe an option would be crossing, find more balance off our mental to-do list and never putting it back on. I don't know. It could help. Which brings me to my next thought, changing our mindset around balance and how we think of it. Maybe it comes down to how we think about balance. I'll share a lovely visual with you that my friend Karen, now a mom of young men, once told me when I was a new mom and those feelings of imbalance started to rise up inside of me. She said that life as a mom can leave you feeling like an acrobat, balancing a bunch of spinning plates in the air at the top of long sticks. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen those acrobats in person when the Shanghai circus comes to town. Acrobats balancing a dozen or more spinning plates high above their heads. Karen put it this way. Each plate represents an area of our lives. Our partner is one plate. Each child is another. Then there's work, cleaning our house, food choices, ourselves, and whatever responsibilities and needs are in our lives. The truth is those plates will never be spinning perfectly all at the same time. Not even for the professional acrobats on stage. One plate will start to wobble and we'll need to turn our attention to the wobbly one to keep it going. And so we do. For example, life seems like it's going great and it is. And then we start having a hard time with one of our children. There's tension. We feel like they aren't listening. They feel like we're not listening. So that becomes our cue to spend a little more time on that relationship. We need to spend some time pouring into that area of our life and getting that plate spinning again, if you will. When they all start to wobble a little bit at the same time, that can be a big cue for us as moms that we need to spend some more time focusing on ourselves and self-care. We don't need to quit the show. We just need to maybe take a break and rest because it's a lot. Moms have a lot of plates uh, um, on their plate. (laughs) Oh man. But all joking aside, it's, it's been a helpful metaphor for me. It's made me pick up only the plates, you know, only the areas of my life that are truly important to me because I don't have the time or energy to keep plates spinning that aren't meaningful. I feel like part of the reason this metaphor has worked for me is because it helped me shift my mindset. I stopped focusing on this elusive idea of balance and started focusing on what was important. I only take on projects or interests that are genuinely meaningful to me or my family, I paused long enough to look at my life and say these plates, these areas of my life are too much right now. So I cut them out and I put those plates down. I think this pause and self-reflection might be a missing key for a lot of moms deciding what's important to you and your family is very personal. There isn't anyone else in the whole world who can decide what you need to feel good or what your family needs in any given season. Figuring out what's important to you takes conscious effort to slow down, then stop and spend some time meditating, praying, thinking, breathing, going over your planner, journaling, whatever is going to help you. Just take the time to get clear on what your values are, what your priorities are, not the world's, and start to put those first. It becomes less about balance and more about values prioritizing what's important and knowing that this isn't going to look the same for everyone. Another mindset shift we can make is to realize that we aren't born knowing how to do everything and that we can't be everything to everyone. Many of us try, Lord knows I've tried, but it usually ends in me yelling, I can't be everything to everyone. So what if we cut that off before we get to the breaking point? What if we started living our lives knowing we don't know it all and we don't have to know it all? This could be so, so freeing. This applies to all areas of our life, every plate we're balancing. I'll give you some examples. Let's say we don't know how to move forward with a certain project at work. We could simply ask for the information and insight we need to move forward with confidence. I think a lot of us would feel okay doing that at work. We understand that the new project requires new information that we obviously don't have and that we obviously need to move forward. So we ask for help. But some of us might not do that. Some of us may feel like we should already know and then start guessing to save face. The project might still get done, but guessing is going to cause us to take a lot longer, be more stressed, and complete the project without confidence. Same for motherhood we're going to reach stages or ages that we aren't born knowing how to handle. And we could admit that, gather the information we need from other moms or child development books, and and not guess or, or save face because we feel like we quote unquote should already know. I find that humbling myself and looking for child development information actually builds my confidence and saves me a ton of mental drain and stress caused by feelings of not knowing Guessing doesn't feel good. This isn't a game show. This is life. We aren't born knowing everything about child development, and that's totally okay. There's support out there. Seeking it out can give us the tools and build our confidence. The world wants and needs more confident mothers. Another example, let's say we're having a spat with our spouse. Here's another opportunity for us to admit to ourselves that we weren't born knowing how to be married or how to deal with tension or big issues we would never dealt with before. We could approach this spat from that space instead, like, hey, I love you and I don't know how to deal with this. This is way outside my knowledge base and I wasn't born knowing how to deal with this and I'd like to ask for help or research it more instead of guessing or shutting down. I mean, something like that might sound awkward at first, but what freedom in admitting that you don't know everything there is to know about being married and coming back to why you're married in the first place, because you love each other. I mean, I know that if my husband and I can talk in these terms, instead of just the anger and frustration that comes from not knowing or not feeling heard, it's way easier for us to move forward. But the first step for us is always acknowledging that we weren't born knowing how to be married. In fact, this is our first go round. And even though we are married, that doesn't make us sudden marriage experts. You know, for me, this is where therapy or self-help books or podcasts come into play. Just giving myself permission to gain new perspective because what I'm doing isn't working. There is so much freedom in that admission. I know I keep saying that, but it's totally true. Not only that, but then we give ourselves permission to figure it out and find real answers and try something different. You weren't born knowing everything or having all the answers. Neither was your spouse. How freeing to move forward from that space, that understanding and find real answers from a place of love. Okay, one last example: toddler meltdowns. This is a current and relevant favorite, a topic of mine, um, right now in this season. We aren't born knowing how to manage every meltdown perfectly. Toddler meltdowns are so draining, so draining. And as moms, we can feel overwhelmed by them, triggered, angry, upset. Annoyed, literally all of the emotions. But we have a choice. We can stay in those negative emotions for that entire season, or we can research more. We can gather insights, perspectives, research child development at that stage, ask for help, talk with other moms, and basically slow down, pause, and gather the information we need to break the negative cycle, which will ultimately be better for us and our children. Admitting that those moments are hard, that we get overwhelmed, and then gathering more information to be able to deal with those intense moments in healthy ways can bring us a lot of peace. But it definitely starts with us admitting that we weren't born knowing everything, including how to survive and thrive in the toddler season. I'm on my third round of toddler fun. And even I need constant reminders and continual research on how to take the high road during this season. For me, my research looks like audiobooks and podcasts right now on everything from parenting and business to marriage and health. I want to share some of my favorites with you. The topics I'm going to talk about are all over the map on purpose. I don't just stick to one area of my life that I feel I need help with, but branch out to ones that interest me, inspire me, and give me perspective. Just that act of listening to an audiobook or podcast gets me thinking and helps me tackle my moments of imbalance as they arise. But also before they arise. It's almost like I'm trying to avoid those moments of not knowing and overwhelm by actively soaking up information and ideas before they happened, but also like I said, when they happen for sure. It's not a foolproof plan, but it brings me peace of mind. And since I don't have a lot of time, and my time is very stretched thin, I'm pretty choosy about what I listen to. So here's a short list of what I've recently loved. Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert for creativity and authentic living. Janet Lansbury's Books and Podcast for parenting advice. Do Less by Kate Northrup for motherhood and work-life balance and scheduling ideas. How to Make Disease Disappear by Dr. Chatterjee for stress management and health. The Gold Digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher for business motivation. Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast for spiritual motivation. The Wellness mama podcast for clean living and overall health. The Rise podcast by Rachel Hollis for more business insight. Love and Logic for parenting the Wild and Free podcast for homeschool support and Body Love by Kelly Levesque for nutrition information and recipes. Like I said, these topics are all over the place, but so is everyday life. So check out the show notes in case you're motivated to start taking in more information. Um, I have links to all of the podcasts and books there. You know, I guess this is the what I would describe as the joyful next step forward that comes after admitting that we don't know everything. It's admitting that we want to know more and are truly okay with being human. Okay. So we have admitted that we aren't born knowing how to do everything that we can't be everything to everyone. We've started to take in healthy information to help us. Now let's get real a book or a podcast. Isn't the solution to everything we need to ask for help. We need babysitters, breaks, showers, and opportunities to share our workload. I think a lot of moms feel this pressure to not ask for help. I mean, just a few personal examples I can think of, you know, I've brushed off offers to help with laundry after I've had a baby and looking back, what on earth was I thinking? I've said no to people who have offered to do dishes after a dinner party, even though I actually wanted the help. No to offers to help me prep for a kid's birthday party. No to offers to watch my kids. I mean, I'm getting better at it now, but there were entire seasons, actually, probably most of my life until just recently that I've turned down help because of this inner voice that tells me I can do it and I can do it all. And even I need to do it all by myself. I mean, what a lie. We don't have to do it all ourselves. We can ask for help when we need it. We can accept help. We can even offer help to others, too. I mean, we're social beings. We are designed to live in community. And community looks like give and take, asking and receiving, helping and being helped. We could spend an entire episode talking about moms asking and not asking for help. And, and we might, but... For the sake of keeping to our topic of our quest for balance, I think giving ourselves permission as moms to ask for help and receive it when we need it is a huge start and one that's going to take a lot of practice. There's some unlearning that definitely has to happen for a lot of us in there when it comes to asking for help. The very last thought I have on balance is a broader one. I suspect that these feelings of imbalance come from our societal and individual misalignment. Simply put, I believe we need to work on aligning our actions and our values, both on an individual level and a larger scale. There's a disconnect between our thoughts and our actions. For example, and you're going to hear me use this specific example a lot because it's an important one. We can say we're grateful for our families and our minds, but then we don't act on that gratitude. We think, I love my family. I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful my kid listened today. I'm so grateful my partner took the trash out. All of the things that we're grateful for. We can even write lists about it in our journals. We can think about it, but then a lot of us don't act on it. Gratitude is something that's quite frankly taken for granted because we think it. I mean, we're supposed to think it, right? If anyone ever asked you, are you grateful for your family? You'd probably get a little defensive. Of course, I'm grateful for my family. Who isn't? But if you ask your family, if they feel your gratitude, could they list the last thing you said or the last action you took to express your gratitude? What would your family say? What would they say? That's who matters. We can be grateful for our families on social media. We can say lovely things about them in the captions, but when was the last time you read what you wrote to your spouse or children? When was the last time you got that gratitude out of your head and into the hearts of your loved ones? We've got to take these positive emotions, gratitude, love, respect, support, and move them out of our heads and into action. We've got to shift from intellectual to actual. Hmm. Deep breath on that one. It can be hard to take a look at gratitude in that way, but I wouldn't mention it if I didn't feel it has a major effect on balance. It's also something that we can take action on right away. The first step in aligning our actions and values is to identify our values. What are your family's values, your individual values? Could you list them right now? What's important to you, to your family? Are those values at the top of your list and in the front of your mind? If not, I would guess you feel some sort of imbalance as a result. Just a personal example. So I'm very clear that I don't have this all figured out either. Connection is a big value for me. I want to feel a genuine warm connection with my kids On days when I yell at them or I get frustrated with them, I've clearly moved connection way down my personal list and made other things, groceries, cleaning, or phone calls a priority. I mean, all of those are important. We need groceries. Cleanliness is nice and phone calls are just a part of business, but connection can still come first. It requires me to actively keep connection at the top of my list by slowing way down taking time and space to think, taking deep breaths and getting to the bottom of my frustration, because frustration is a big cue for me that I need to shift something. A lot of the times it's because I've allowed it, you know, the frustration to build up instead of dealing with it as it arises. Most of the time it's embarrassing to admit, but it's me not practicing self-care or meeting my basic needs like eating or going to the bathroom. Those may seem trivial, but they really add up throughout the day. And I know I'm not the only mom who tends to forego self-care or meeting basic needs because of the overwhelm. You know, it's also me putting way too much on my to-do list. It's me being inflexible and refusing to pivot. It's me thinking the errands are separate from my relationship with my kids. When in actuality, I'm at the grocery store with my kids. I'm still in relationship with them while I'm shopping and I can do both. I can be present with my kids while getting groceries. It doesn't have to be separate. When I try to separate them out and put my to do list first, I inadvertently end up making my kids feel like they're in the way. And as an adult, I can tell you that feeling like you're in someone's way doesn't feel good at all. In fact, it feels like crap. And our kids aren't immune to that. It makes them feel out of balance. And so the cycle begins. But we can break it. We can get up and try again. We can reset. We can be aware, we can practice, we can write connection at the top of that grocery list. We can try again and we do, and we will. It's that shift from intellectual to actual, not just thinking we love our family, but showing that love and living in it, not just thinking we're grateful, but taking the time to act on that gratitude and express it. Not just saying we want deeper connections with our kids, but putting down our phones and engaging with connection through conversations, play, adventure, and simply being present. There is no one size fits all answer, but I believe we can take our desire for more balance and use the discomfort of imbalance to move us closer to what we're really after. Imbalance happens, it's uncomfortable. Sit with that discomfort don't rush through it, use it as a cue for change. Let that desire for something different lead you on the path to something different. So let's recap. I brought up five possible solutions, ideas, whatever you want to call them for finding balance and motherhood. Here's a quick review. Number one, letting go of the idea that we need to find balance at all. Just literally kicking this notion of the curb, seeing it as something that isn't real and just letting go. You can tell yourself that even if you did find it, everything is just going to change anyway, and you're just going to have to go after it again. So if balance is starting to feel like just a vicious cycle to you, maybe just let it go and move on without it. Number two, thinking about balance differently. It's like being an acrobat Give in to the idea that while we're spinning a lot of plates, there is no way that all the plates will spin perfectly at the same time. We can just give ourselves permission to move from plate to plate as it needs our attention and without guilt. I know I found a lot of freedom in this notion, and I hope that this metaphor gives you a sense of freedom too. Number three, understanding that we aren't born knowing how to do everything, including how to parent at every stage, and then honoring that we can give ourselves permission to seek out information or insight in any area of our life. When we feel out of balance. This can look like researching child development stages, time management tips, or whatever you need. Whenever you feel like you need a new strategy, just dive in and research that topic, even if that strategy is how to tackle the world's biggest mountain of laundry. If it feels like what you're doing in the moment isn't working, it's okay to research and find more information or a different perspective that can give you peace of mind. We can choose to see this research as just one more thing on our long list of things to do and get totally exasperated. Or we can see it as an investment, time put in now to help us solve a problem. Once we have the information we need, we can use it now and in the future. Investing in yourself, investing in your children, and investing in your sanity is worth the time it takes to research. Number four, asking for help. As women, as mothers, we do not have to quote unquote, do it all or be everything to everyone. Let go of the notion that motherhood is a solo gig. Whether you're parenting with a partner or by yourself, we are social beings meant to live in community. We don't have to carry the entire load, nor should we try to. It's time to start working on a new mindset for moms. Ask for help. Number five, aligning your actions and values, figure out what's important to you and your family, and then do what aligns with those values, not what everyone else is doing, not what the Joneses are doing, but what is working for you and your family. That's a lot, but I didn't want to pretend that balance is an easy topic or one that I can just offer a quick solution for. That wouldn't be helpful. Balance takes time, time to think, time to figure out what's important and what you actually want in this life and whether that's balance or not. I hope you found this episode helpful and that it leads you to some personal insights into what balance looks like and feels like to you. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration or maybe a little of both. If you liked today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, mama. I appreciate you.